welcome to succeed even if. And this is our 50th episode of this podcast. And up to now, we've been calling it Introverts Own Your Voice. Still, Joanna, have you noticed that our topics have been pretty available for a wider audience, right? Definitely. So that's why we're trying something new on our 50th podcast episode, Succeed Even If. And we're going to talk about you're tired, afraid, or feeling rejected. I feel all three. All at this moment? Well, maybe not at this moment. But you've experienced it at different times. Yes. And I would say, because I'm always stretching, I'm always trying new things, doing some kind of positive experiment or whatever, that I face fear just about every week. Mm -hmm. And I face being tired because I'm pushing to the edge of my strength. I face being tired a number of occasions. So another thing, when I've interviewed top successful people, these people have faced rejection just about every week. For example... I was interviewing this multimillionaire, and he was talking about how he went to the same stage magic illusion engineer Mm. that David Copperfield uses. Mm -hmm. And what happened was that engineer said that, hey, you're like David Copperfield. And the person I was talking to said, what do you mean? Well, David Copperfield tries 12 different things, and you only hear about two things at work. But he tries 12 things. So that's the thing, is that top successful people are facing rejection all the time. They have to be adept at keeping up their energy, Mm -hmm. keeping up their unwavering faith that they're making something that's valuable and that's going to work. And they need to bounce back from any time they get results that they don't prefer. I'm really excited to hear about what they face and how they accomplish their goals anyways. Terrific. That's what we're talking about. So I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. Tell me about a time that you were afraid. Well, the first time I put up an online course, I was afraid that no one would go ahead and go through the program. I hear you. What I have is a process. We call it the three A's. And this is how you're going to be able to succeed even if you're afraid. Mm. The point that we begin with is the first A. Access what you don't know. And how do I know what I don't know? Well, the process is you have to develop a circle of people that you can bring your material to Mm. so that they can give you some feedback. Now, the thing, though, is you have to stay in a good, you might say, calm acceptance place. So as they tell you whatever they say, Mm -hmm. you just listen to it. You don't push back. You don't give them resistance because then they won't give you feedback in the future. Mm -hmm. Because nobody wants to give feedback if someone says, oh, no, that, that won't work. Oh, that won't work. And something that I found is when people, when you're doing that, that don't take it personally, they're trying to help you and and they're not being mean. They're just trying to help. When you pick the right people for your inner circle. Yes. Now, some of us are stuck with family members who are just plain negative. So you just keep your project that's a fledgling project away from the people who are just plain negative. Mm Mm-hmm. What you are looking for is a circle of people that you can say, hey, this is really rough. I'm just playing around with ideas. You know, if for this target market, how do you think X, Y will connect with them or not? What's your thoughts? What's your feelings? And then as they express themselves and they bring new ideas to your attention, then you check in with yourself. You don't have to follow their advice. What you're doing is you're just making a space so that you have a wider table. Mm -hmm. Often when I'm working with clients, I say, I have some ideas for your table. We're just going to put them like clay on the table. And you can shape some of that clay or you could just scrape it off. Mm. 
But we're just putting that on the table. It's sort of like taking the blinders off. Exactly. And you're doing this on purpose. You're looking for feedback. The other way to get that feedback, to get access to what you don't know, is you look around and see what other people are doing. Mm -hmm. And you see what kind of results they're getting. And you see how you feel imagining that you are the customer or yes. the client. And does that appeal to you? Does that not appeal to you? Mm -hmm. For example, I was in a conversation with a top venture capital person. And a lot of people who are doing startup companies, they're thinking about FOMO, which is fear of missing out. And they're trying to use this structure on potential investors. They want to make the investor go into fear of missing out, and then they'll invest in their project. Mm -hmm. Just like missing this podcast. Well, fortunately, we're all here, so we're good. Awesome. Yes. Here's the thing. Being so clever or cunning about using fear of missing out, this top venture capital leader mm -hmm. said, we see that. We know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And we don't like it. Mm. Nobody likes to be manipulated. Yes. So often using FOMO can actually blow up in somebody's face. Mm -hmm. So that's a situation about paying attention. Mm. Now what I do, I interview a number of people who are really some of the top people who are doing things. And I am always learning more, which then I can bring home to my clients. Mm -hmm. Because I have perspectives that are added on by looking at their latest research and connecting with people who are actually doing things and asking them powerful questions. One of my favorite questions is to say, knowing what you know now, what would you have done differently? Mm, powerful so, question. Thank you. And now we're going to go to the second A of three A's. Adapt through rehearsal. Now we're talking about how to succeed even if you're afraid. Mm -hmm. And so the way we deal with fear is we transform that energy into get ready energy. We don't just leave it at fear. What we do is we say, that's my get ready energy to rehearse. Okay, so how do you transform it? By actually doing the rehearsals. And then you start to give yourself evidence, I am getting ready. I am adept at responding to this kind of question and that kind of question and this mm. other kind of question. And so that kind of evidence. And you also have people work with you, like have someone pretend that they're asking you a question that would be asked of you by an investor or by an audience member. This adapting your style and ability to answer tough questions makes you feel stronger. This mm -hmm. is a type of confidence that is something you can count on as opposed to a momentary feeling of comfort. So it's sort of like motion brings clarity. True. You're taking that energy and creating a movement and the movement in its own action creates a calm acceptance of being able to handle things. That's true. So yeah, I agree. That's the thing I say all the time. Motion brings clarity. And it's really about discovering. We already started with the first day, access to what you don't know. Then you go into, now that you know that there's something that you weren't ready for, mm -hmm. then you can adapt through rehearsal. Yes. Which, by the way, leads us into the third A, which is align with your personal energy buffer. This is something I've really noticed, is that those people who succeed, even if they deal with all kinds of things, like perhaps clinical depression symptoms where it drains their energy, mm -hmm. or if they're an introvert, mm. and when they are out in public, they pay out energy. Mm -hmm. These people still study themselves and they become adept at building up their personal energy buffer. It was said that Bob Hope was amazing. He could fall asleep on a helicopter as they were going <laughs> into some type of 
you know, dangerous zone, like uh -huh. in Vietnam, where he was going to entertain the troops, but he could get some sleep so that he was always full of energy in front of the troops when he was entertaining them. I wish I could capture that and sell it on eBay. This ability to sleep whenever you want to? Yes, I'd make a fortune. I think it's called melatonin. <laughs> Which is supposed to be natural, but see your doctor if anybody's interested in that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. The idea here is that you need to do what's necessary to make sure that you have a personal energy buffer because life is going to throw something at you that's a surprise. Mm -hmm. It could be... Duck! And you need energy to do the ducking. <laughs> <laughs> I used to say that, for example, my father is a guilt thrower. And so when my father throws guilt at me, I duck. But I need energy to duck. So the idea here is this. If somebody is going to give you a hard time, you know you're going to need extra energy to maintain your calm, mm -hmm. to maintain your patience. Mm -hmm. If you're on the edge and you're not sleeping enough, then maybe you have to go to sleep earlier the next night. I do this where I make sure that if I have less than seven hours sleep, the next day I'm going to get more sleep mm -hmm. because I want to make sure that I keep up my personal energy. Mm -hmm. And so, some people need more sleep than just seven hours. That's true. I always feel better if I have you know seven hours, 15 or more. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I get nine hours. Mm -hmm. The idea, though, is that if I only had five hours and I know that I'm running on a deficit, mm -hmm. that's not good mm -hmm. for my personal energy buffer. It's always good to know how much sleep you need so that way when you track it, if you do, you can see that maybe you're more vulnerable one day because you got less than what you need. Exactly. And the same thing is with nutrition and exercise, especially if you have an injury. Mm -hmm. And I learned that if I was going to do certain type of exercise to help with a particular shoulder injury, that I would have to do that exercise before 11 p.m. at night. Mm. I just wouldn't have the right kind of energy to do those kind of exercises. Mm-hmm. For one thing, those exercises, when you do physical therapy, I'm sure you've noticed this, those exercises hurt. Oh, yeah. So you need the right kind of energy to actually force your body to go do them. Mm -hmm. That be reminds me I'm going to be doing physical therapy. Oh, you're going to go to uh, a session in the next couple of weeks? Yes, I'm not looking forward to it. I know. It's supposed to help you, but it hurts you as you do it. Sadists. Ugh. I have a phrase, what you dread gets you ahead. <laughs> so it sounds like you're dreading your physical therapy session. Very much so. Okay. So here's the point. How to succeed even if you're afraid. You want to have these three things. Three A's. Access what you don't know. Adapt through rehearsal. And align your personal energy buffer. And this looks like a good time for a Marku moment. That's when I share an excerpt from one of my 47 books up on Amazon. For this week... The title is Dark Arts Defense Against Toxic People. The subtitle is How to Protect Yourself, Use Countermeasures, and Shine Your Light in the Real World. Mm, can't wait to read that one. Well, thank you. And the exciting part about this book is that it's very entertaining. Mm -hmm. I got inspired. I mm -hmm. saw certain Marvel movies and Star Wars, and some of the movies include Harry Potter films. Mm -hmm. And I thought we could look at what's in those films and then look at the real-life counterparts. Mm -hmm. On page 7, we have book 1, Dark Arts Defense Against Toxic People. You don't have to be Harry Potter, Hermione Granger, or Doctor Strange to be slammed by toxic energy wielded by masters of the dark arts. In our everyday lives, we're bombarded 
with negative energy and cruel words that drain the life from us. For you to live at your highest level of real life success and happiness, you need to have layers of countermeasures to handle the toxic tactics that some people use to strike you. And a lot of times they don't even think they're doing it. They don't realize it. That's right. Some people become temporary toxic people in your life. Mm -hmm. We still need the energy and we still need the countermeasures that are found in this book. That's right. Now, over here on page 21, defense action number two against the dark arts. The tactic is train you to feel small. The cloak of levitation clings to Dr. Strange and wipes away his tears. In response, Dr. Strange says, stop. And this is from the film Dr. Strange. The cloak of levitation is truly Dr. Strange's friend. It also helps Dr. Strange soar above buildings. Certainly, it can help him have an eagle's eye view of the world. To be at our best, it's great to have support that helps us rise above the garbage flung our way by toxic people. Often when a toxic person says terrible things to make you feel small, they are queuing you up to need their approval. Oh, yeah. Why do they belittle you? Because it works. Some toxic people seek to make others dependent on them for praise, acknowledgement, or approval. These certain people seek to wield the power of holding the nourishment a person needs for her self-esteem. This is too much power in the wrong hands. So in this book, Dark Arts Defense Against Toxic People, we identify these various dark arts tactics and how to have countermeasures. For example, if someone has an attack against you and it says here, I don't like your behavior, or they say, you're no good at math, you can have a countermeasure by thinking in your own thoughts, I'm learning, I'm getting better at this. I've actually been attacked by somebody who actually said those two phrases to me. Wow, that's intense. One of the details that's in this book is that you need to make your own assessment of yourself and your actions. So this is a countermeasure. Mm. And so the book goes on to show how we can support ourselves by being aware of what we're doing to build ourselves up mm -hmm. and to add to that process. So that's the end of this excerpt from the book, Dark Arts Defense Against Toxic People. These are real world methods to help you so that you are strong and you're capable of not being torn down mm -hmm. by toxic people in your life. So, Joanna, I'm curious, what are you going to keep from our conversation? I really like the concept of the whole taking the blinders off and being able to see things that you don't normally see. By having that circle around you. Yes. So that you are able to access what you don't know. Exactly. At the same time, you observe what people give you as feedback, mm -hmm. but you also observe what's going on in your own heart because sometimes your heart knows something that those other people giving you feedback does not know. Mm -hmm. and It's your intuition. It's your intuition. And sometimes someone might say, I've never seen something like this. And that's fine because now you're bringing something fresh to mm -hmm. the world. Mm -hmm. And then there's sometimes when someone will say, you know, you told me your target market was one, two, three. I'm wondering if this is not going to reach them. And then suddenly you get new ideas and go, that's right. I could change it this way so I could really reach that target market. Mm -hmm. So when you feel afraid, you can succeed even if you're afraid by using the three A's. Once again, that's access what you don't know, adapt through rehearsal, and align your personal energy buffer. 
Thank you, Joanna. Thank you, Tom. Click to subscribe to this channel. And then you'll be supporting Johanna, me, and our message. Tom helps people in other ways. As a spoken word strategist and executive coach, I help people really connect and get yes. I help them with their speeches, pitches, video marketing, and networking. And I help them prepare for that crucial life-changing meeting. As you're ready to go to the next step, see special videos, find out about my books and coaching, at getthebigyes.com forward slash next step. And so remember, perform at your best with words, strategy, and rehearsal for your success.